0: something else this movie does maybe inadvertently. I mean, or it could just, it could have been planned or maybe it was the point of it. And I'm just reading surface level bullshit. Um, he says, Oh, I'm mad as hell. and I'm not going to take it anymore. And then he has everyone else say the same thing. And you think it's going to like spark this change of something to where it doesn't. No, nothing changes. They keep taking it. Howard Beale still works at the same network. Yeah. He just now has a show and he says the same thing. And, um, because he goes off about how the media tells you to do things and blah, 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 but they, then they just keep listening. So it's like um, they think that they're changing something or they're a part of something to where they're actually not. They're just part of another system that this is just the next stage and evolution of this of the media system. I, I just found that funny because it's it's a perfect way that Americans typically protest is... Just getting pissed off about it, but then not really doing anything
1: about it. Right. Getting pissed off.
0: Oh, I hate my life. You're right. I'm going to change it. But then they just keep doing the same shit. Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We're your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. This is episode 61. This episode, we turn on the tube as we discuss our first viewing of the 1976 Sydney Lumet film, Network, but first, don't forget to visit our website, acapswithno.name.com, where you can listen to our episode library. Come on and net, comment on episodes, write to our email, and uh, as always, thank you for listening. Please rank us on, or rate us on Apple, Spotify. Uh, plus, uh, if you like YouTube, we are on YouTube, so you can reach out to us through there as well.
1: So, is it Lumet? It's Lumet. I thought it was Lumet this whole time.
0: I thought it was Lumet until I was watching a very manly show, uh, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, <laughs> and they actually said uh, the, they referenced the director and they said Sydney Lumet. Gotcha. So I I thought it was Lumet because it has that French look with a an E T at the end. Yeah. Like buffet. Right. Ballet. Filet. Chio.
1: Well, he was born in Philly. So. Oh well. Yeah. Maybe that I should have got the hint from that.
0: Yeah, but there's yeah. True. Oh well. Anyways, uh so network. Yeah. Why, why do we pick it?
1: We we never seen it and it's like always talked about. It's on AFI's list, right? You said number...
0: Uh, yeah, AFI's number 64 best movies of all time. Right,
1: and we did this before with Lawrence of Arabia, and this one just kind of popped out. We were going through that list again. hmm Wanted to talk about something like an all-time classic that we've never seen before.
0: Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of directors note this as one of their favorite films.
1: I think Colin even mentioned it when we interviewed him. Yep. He yeah.
0: yeah, this was one of his favorites. Um, I think Aaron Sorkin... Uh, probably mentioned that it makes is, sense yeah it totally makes sense feels pretty Aaron Sorkin-y sure uh, with the dialogue yeah um, but yeah several um, yeah several directors uh, tend to Love list this it. as one of their favorite movies
1: uh, well summary of the movie here Jay yes a, a television network cynically exploits a deranged former anchors ravings and revelations about the news media for its own profit but finds that his message may be difficult to control Right. So. Yeah. You just want to go through over the overall plot and then uh, talk about it? Uh, sure. You know I
0: mean, yeah, hopefully you guys have seen this. Um, that's why we... Uh, if you haven't, please go watch it. Um, the... Yeah, go watch it because we're going to dive into some spoiler stuff and kind of ruins the, uh, I guess, the overall... Yeah, uh, it's
1: movie. worth seeing, I would say. Yeah,
0: and our... our I don't know if it would be entertaining at all if you haven't seen this, so... No. entertaining if you have seen it. Right. (laughs) But you're the ones listening to this, not us. (laughs) Great
1: plug for the show, Jay.
0: (laughs) Uh, But yeah, let's kind of touch on the high high spots of the uh, plot.
1: Yeah, so essentially there's Howard Beale. He's the uh, cynical media news anchor who is... What is it, the third or the fourth highest rated TV? I can't remember.
0: Yeah, so I think he's like the fourth or fifth or something, something like, that. like that. So it right. takes place at a fake uh, news network. So they do reference ABC, CBS, and all that good stuff. But uh, this one takes place at UBS, um, television network. Right. And
1: So it would be like OAN or like Newsmax or something. Sure, yep. Yeah, something like that. And...
0: Obviously, so this is before Cable really kind of mm-hmm. took off, but the movie starts off with uh, <clears throat> Beal, uh, the character um, Howard Beal, who is an on-air anchor, and Max Schumacher, played by William Holden, who is kind of like the...
1: Producer? Yeah, I,
0: he, I think he's di- news director or something okay. something like that, to where yeah. he's head of programming or something to that effect. Yep. He's not a network president, but... Um, they're kind of out at a bar drinking. He's just letting them know like, sorry, we're going to have to let you go kind of a thing. Yeah.
1: And I, yeah, you're right. Robert Duvall plays the, uh, Frank Hackett. He's like the, um, produ- not the producer. He's like the, uh, C-suite guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's corporate, um, corporate. he's part of the company that owns the network and he's looking to get, uh, William Holden's job. So that way he right. can control the network. Right. um, but they start off, and Max Schumacher is telling Howard Beale, sorry, we're going to have to let you go. Ratings yep. are down, all that stuff. And he's, he's kind of like a veteran reporter, Howard Beal is. And they get drunk, and then they say their goodbyes, but um, he's going to let him sign off uh, for his last time, uh, give him his final two weeks or what have you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Howard Beal comes back, and on the next day, he says on air – uh, a week from today on Tuesday will be my last day or something. To, uh, I will blow my brains. I'm going to blow my brains. I'm going to literally shoot myself <laughs> in the head live on the air. And while he's doing this, all the, the control engineers and everything else in the control room aren't paying attention yep. except for one person. Like what the fuck did he just yeah, say? Yeah, Exactly. A- and, um, all hell kind of breaks loose after, after that. And, um, but what that causes is an uptick in ratings. Yep. And um, feathers get ruffled. Eventually, they, they, try and they try to tell Max to let Howard go. He's like, no, I'll talk to him. He can give a... Um,
1: on-air apology or yeah, something. Yeah, an
0: on-air apology and a proper sign-off. Yep. And when he comes in to do that, he just rants. Yep. And uh, he says the famous line from this movie, which is... Uh, I'm so... Yeah, I'm, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Yep, and that still gets viewers and other producers and other associate uh, associates at the network, including yep. uh, character Diana Christensen, who's played by Faye Dunaway. She's kind of like the head of marketing. Yep. Um, and new show content. Yep. Uh,
1: she's looking to climb the corporate ladder. Yep. Yeah, she's uh, she has motivations. Yeah.
0: And she's very ambitious and she sees the value as far as the viewers that he gets. Yep. And so he kind of gets more popular. They kind of let him rank and rave. He becomes so popular. They center a show around him and a bunch of other stuff happens. But more or less, um, by the end, uh, the television station eventually ends up getting bought out by, by a Saudi company mm-hmm. and, um, he has this massive, uh, Howard Beale has this massive movement following him, and so they try and change his, uh, I guess, content of as far as what he's saying. They try and direct that, and mm-hmm. when they find out that, oh, it's not getting as much viewers and they no longer have use of him, they uh, assassinate him on air right? Um, to kind of kill that message that he's uh, been talking about. Yes. So that's overall the gist. A lot more stuff happens than obviously, but um,
1: I guess he gains his following. He's a giant flame, and then kind of peters out. Yep. And he gets shot because he has poor ratings. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So um, you've I've never seen a Sidney Lumet film. I haven't seen Twelve Angry Men. Really? Yeah. I know you have. Oh. Comparison. How do you? How would you say Mm. this ranks next to Twelve Angry Men?
1: Not close. Not close? No, no. That's because 12 Angry Men is... I would say 12 Angry Men might be in my top 10. Mm-hmm. That, that movie is really, really awesome. One of my favorite black and white movies, definitely. Okay. Definitely. You need to watch that. We need to talk about that. That's what I hear. It is a great movie. Um, But as far as his other stuff, like I've seen Dog Day Afternoon, that's really good. Serpico's good. Um, This, I would say it's on that same level. Of enjoyment, mm-hmm. um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. The first time watching this movie, I was kind of confused by it because I wasn't sure if, because I didn't know it was a satire. Mm-hmm. I just put it on, didn't read up on it or anything, and it was kind of confusing. When you come into it not knowing it's a satire, there's things and stuff they say where it's like this is like a scene out of Airplane or something, and yeah, is um, this supposed to be funny, right? I don't know there? if he's trying to be funny, and it's and and then you know inserted in there are these like very dramatic scenes of like. Uh, you know, because Max has an affair with uh, Diana in the movie and mm-hmm. Max is married. So there's a very intense, like, divorce scene with, uh, oh man, what's her name? She won the Oscar for it and she was in it for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this movie was nominated for like 1,000 Oscars. Uh, Beatrice Strait. Yep. She was great in it, for sure. Anyway, she played uh. uh his wife.
0: Yeah, Max Schumacher's that, wife. That
1: he, che- that he cheats on. And... Uh, so yeah, you had You have those dramatic elements sparsed in with the satire. It was just weird. It was a weird like tone that I wasn't uh, prepared for.
0: Yeah, the I didn't know it was. I mean, there's some conflicting things as far as sometimes when, like Sidney Lumet was interviewed, he's like, "Oh no, it's not a satire," and but it, it is. Um, yeah, for sure. And I guess my overall. First impression of it, I thought it was fine. Yeah. I mean, I thought all of the acting was great. Oh, for sure. Uh Ned Beatty killed, killed it. Killed it. And his scene's awesome. I, I mean I I look at him and he, the first thing I think of Toy is, Story Three? No. <laughs> Fozzie Bear. Or what's his name there? Um uh oh crap. I don't know.
1: I don't know all I matter. all
0: I remember is his line, Hello, big baby. Yeah. <laughs> um no, I when I think of Ned Beatty I think of uh Superman 1978 oh. Christopher Reeve's he plays um Lex Luthor's uh Sorry, Mr. Luthor. Yeah. Yeah. Um his sidekick. Yeah. And just to see that kind of performance out of him I'm like ah he's pretty good. He's very good. <laughs> yeah. He's good. Um but yeah, all the acting was great. Um the I like the dialogue scenes. I like how everyone's talking over somebody
1: else. Um like you said, very Aaron Sorkiney. Yeah, and the writer Paddy Chayefsky. Mm-hmm. He's a very good writer. Y- you can tell. Yeah, dialogue's just different back in these in those days with yeah. these movies,
0: and and the acting wasn't. It was never over the top. No, it was kind of. I mean, it takes place around professional people, and they handle it professionally. Yeah, even when uh, the scene where Max Schumacher is getting forced out. And this is after, I think, they had a fling. Him and Diana Christensen had a fling. Mm-hmm. And um, he's getting screwed out of his job. And Robert Duvall and Faye Dunaway are forcing him out. And he's like, oh, you went on this too? And Faye Dunaway says, well, yeah, I think it's what's best for the network. And he said, well, fuck you too, honey. And But then they hook up again later. And to where it's like yeah. that, like it wasn't personal. Like everyone kind of takes it. Um is as far as that conflict professionally as opposed to um having like an over the top Jerry Maguire reaction that is mainly played in movies nowadays to where it's it's nice to see that understated acting um that isn't so exaggerated and yeah. over the top.
1: It's very subtle. Yeah, what did you think of his uh character, Ned Bettys? Like the uh he was like what a uh, uh, he was he was like the uh, spokesman of the company that bought out the... Uh, or was he uh, the president? I don't remember. I think he was the president. Was it he? So,
0: okay. Because um, I think he was the guy that was selling the network to the Saudis. And he didn't want the FCC or whatever to be able to block that purchase mm-hmm. t- due to a lot of civil unrest or civil uprising uh, protesting it because... Um, by this time, Howard Beale has his own show, and he's tell- he gets wind of this, and he's telling all the uh, all of his viewers, write to your congressman, write to Washington, and, and make a lot of noise because they're going to sell this, and it's just going to be another crap show, and blah, 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 blah. And then yeah. uh, that's when Ned Beatty comes in and kind of plays on his psychosis to convince him that, no, this is a good thing. This is what... Uh, this is what God wants more or less, yes, yeah,
1: and, oh, that's right. He had this like uh not God complex, but this like messenger complex, like yeah. i' it's, he's channeling through yeah. me, and this is yep. my mission in life, yeah, so, and Ned Betty comes in and he's like, listen like no, no, you no, there's no he has that great speech where he's like, uh you think you think uh this is all localized, like this is a global thing, mm-hmm. there's nothing that that you can do to stop it, not even God, all this like. <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah. There's
0: no, there's no nations anymore. Yes. There's only corporations, right. and yep. um, that's what the real borders are now. And
1: right, I think you made this comment though before that this would this would definitely hit harder in 1976 when it came out than today, yeah. because we've heard this yeah. a thousand times over and we're like inundated in it on a constant basis mm-hmm. nowadays.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think they even. Uh, there's no there's no countries anymore. There's only corporate or there's no world anymore. Uh, there's only corporations. That was yeah. actually a line from I think is either Austin Powers or the Spy Who Shagged Me is when uh, number two is talking to Doctor <laughs> Evil and, he, and and it was the exact same thing to where yeah um I
1: mean, isn't yeah. that when he talks about how you you have a 25 percent stake in Starbucks or something mm-hmm. <laughs> so. gives him a cappuccino yeah.
0: Um but yeah, I mean I thought it was fine and I think it it probably would have been more shocking um mm-hmm. seeing it when it came out is put, because I mean a lot of a lot of things that happen and and it could have been true back then too and it's just like maybe it was first brought to light at that time um, but a lot of things that this touches on um I think is just very very prevalent today. Mm-hmm. Um I mean there's you the network exploits Howard Beale for uh, his value that he has to viewers. I mean, that happens. I mean, that's just plain using somebody for advertisement more or less, or just to sell airtime or something, which, I mean, that happens with influencers, but you have reality TV shows to where uh, they take advantage of the, of people in there. Granted. Yeah. They pay them for episodes and they make more money than us, but, they're exploiting something that is, I guess, ugly. Yeah. About them. And they exploit that for our entertainment and at the same time to bring in revenue for their network or production company. Mm-hmm. Um, in that sense, um, you also have
1: monetizing you know, the worst aspects of, uh, yeah, humanity. Of humanity. yeah exactly.
0: <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yeah. Um, and for our entertainment and, and some of that entertainment is looked upon as like in a disgustful way to where, Oh my God, this is like a train wreck. I can't turn away to other people. Idealize some, probably some of those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, like for example, like Jersey shore or something. I mean, however, oh, that's re- your favorite show. However re- real that actually is. I'm sure. I mean, like anything else, a lot of it's scripted. Yeah. But it's showcasing a form of humanity that like half the people would look at it and be like, those are fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. This is stupid. Like they're a bunch of dumb kids. The other, I mean, and then you probably have another half. They're like, Oh, they're, they're really cool. Or like, yeah. Ooh, kind of, um, and kind of look up to them in some way. Um, but the, also you have, uh, biased point of views, um, and kind of, positioning that as news to where it's not news it's just somebody's opinion or a group of people's opinions
1: that they're channeling through to the person that's actually on tv yeah yeah
0: and to where oh that's not news you're you're, just you're spouting bullshit it's a and show yeah it's a show <laughs> you're trying but they air it on news networks oh yeah and um i mean so a lot of the stuff that they show in the movie uh I feel it's just, I mean, it's just every day now. Oh, yeah. And
1: like when uh, Howard Beale has his show, like his group of followers, and he, it's almost yeah. like a church, like oh, a yeah. synagogue. Oh, it looks kind like of thing. a televangelist. Oh, when, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like the set design and yeah. everything else. Everybody has that now. Mm-hmm. Everybody, not like to that extent, but that's what all shows are now. It's just one person or maybe even a couple people just ranting and raving about yeah. their opinions to the skies. And yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, hell, you have one show just called The View. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's uh three ladies and they gang up on one person. So um
1: Is that what it is now? I haven't seen that show I, in a I don't know. Long time. I I work
0: during the day, so I yeah. don't <laughs> You don't watch daytime television? I don't. <laughs> um and then uh but there's an interesting thing in here that I like, uh the social activism concept. So you have the uh one of the um, one of the programs that Faye Dunaway's character tries to push through is the uh, Mao say tongue hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they kind of reference a Patty Hearst-like character who was kidnapped by radicals, and now she is uh, kind of championing their communist viewpoints, and she be, kind of comes this leader of this movement, and... They want she wants to create kind of like a reality show, pretty much where cameras follow them around, um, whether it be bank robberies or something. But yeah, to kind of show this movement because it would be interesting for viewers, and which kind of dips into reality television. But I like how that progresses because they're so idealistic. But as soon as they get a taste of money, all <laughs> that goes out the window because you yeah. see. Uh,
1: of course, it would
0: the you see um uh, what the character's name was great ahmed khan yeah kind of like like the head, the leader of this activist group and he kind of like positioned like a warlord and uh but they're all sitting around they're talking about uh residuals and points and viewership viewer numbers and contracts and negotiations and everything else to where this communist group who doesn't care about personal possessions, then they want to take away that wealth from people and spread to everybody. They're bartering in the same system and yep. falling in line in the system that they're trying to fight against.
1: Yep, um, it's like a black hole, man. Yeah,
0: it, which is funny because it just—I mean—I I feel like it just undercuts everything to where this is all bullshit. It's all about money. No, that's, oh. that's it. Yeah, and um, that I think this movie does a. Pretty good job at. Um, I mean, it's the whole. I mean, it's it's about media me, media manipulation and uh, making money.
1: Yeah. Um, I think if I saw it again and and viewed it as a satire, I might I might see it differently. Because it was kind of weird how it ended with him getting assassinated. It was kind of just like I wasn't expecting that. Yeah,
0: I kind of like that it ended that way.
1: Oh, I, I, in hindsight, I, th- I think it's great. Yeah,
0: because it bookends perfectly to where because it shows. Um it, it starts with I, I'm going to blow my brains out on TV and everyone getting worked up yeah. and scared and like, oh, we can't have that we we can't air like we can't have something like that air. We need to take him off immediately to Now the network is actually just making a decision, okay, we need to kill him on air and make a shit. We need to have a hero crane shot going up as yep. like you see him laying there bloody to where it just kind of shows the slow progress of vulgarity. Uh, In the media and in television, Um, which I didn't really kind of think of until, I mean, this afternoon when I was kind of remembering, jotting down notes of things that I wanted to talk about to where I was like, oh, yeah, it kind of bookended with a murder. I was like, but then it kind of shows the slow progress of the amount of crap that they allow on television or just like mass media in general.
1: Yep. Yeah. What did you th- the only the only criticism I would have of the movie was just the romance between Max and Diana. Not not the relationship itself, just the uh William Holden has it's still stuck in that 1940s 50s era of like romantic acting. It just was kind of I don't know. It's old. It's like old romantic acting, but you, it doesn't like ruin the movie his for me. The
0: point as far as how a relationship should no, be. No, no, just or... like the
1: the acting, the oh, romantic acting. Got you. I don't know um, how else to describe it unless we watch the scene together, which we could, Jay, and just watch Fade Dunaway and William Holden kiss. <laughs> oh, oh, just like a dramatic. Yeah, yeah, it's it. it just I don't know. Nowadays, it's just it's not. Uh, it's just weird. It's just weird acting. So it's just the acting, not the actual just the act of it. Correct. Got you. It's just nitpicking. Yeah. Okay. I, re- I like the movie.
0: Got you. I was wondering, like, the purpose of the relationship. I mean, I mean, the only conclusion I came to is that there... It was just to show the contrast as far as um, people who have... Because I think Faye Dunaway's character was pretty much raised by TV. Yeah. And I think she makes mention of it to where she was always attracted to TV. And William Holden's character, who's considerably older than her, comes from a different generation where he didn't have that his entire life. T- at this point, TV had been around for 30 years. By that time, he was already an adult. Mm-hmm. And um, to where he even tells her that you, you are the incarnate of television. Like you, you are emotionless and you are indifferent to su- people suffering and um, you can't express joy to where maybe he was just making more of a kind of a I guess statement on people who are affected by TV and who kind of stay away from it, kind of, or just turn out to be different yeah. people, or something that way, or it very well could have just been. Um, I mean, that's the only thing I can really think of is that it, they just wanted to show what this media does to a person, um, or someone who kind of gives their life into it. The re- here's that result, and then over here you have this result where max still has some kind of honor integrity um left
1: i think they were trying to uh actually now that i think about it it's pretty it's a pretty good job of showing first faye dunaway's character she's willing to do all she cares about is advancing her career Mm. that's all she cares about it's kind of funny you mentioned that like like uh max is like you're emotionless you're a product of tv you don't care about people that kind of thing, while he's ripped his the heart out of his ex-wife by cheating on her. Mm-hmm. So, it, maybe it's just projecting at that point, talking about himself almost. Yeah. Um. So that that's good writing. That's good storytelling. Uh. And I remember uh, watching the behind-the-scenes version of this, and Lou Lumet was telling uh, um, Faye Dunaway when. William Holden's giving that whole speech, like you're emotionless, and mm-hmm. how she kind of just stares at him and doesn't really show any emotion when she when he's like berating her. It's something that messes if if you like show any emotion whatsoever, I'm gonna fire you from this movie and replace you. Because I guess her instincts were like she wanted to emotionally react. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's not that's not, I know you want to, yeah, but I, nothing. I don't want you to be a stone wall. Interesting. Yeah. Which
0: but- get, which played yeah. well, yeah it's right
1: call right, I mean, especially call. with her character yes i agree um it's very smart decision making great script, the acting's really really good
0: yeah the acting is it's very good very very good um i something that kind of i like the um something else this movie does maybe inadvertently. I mean, or it could just, it could have been planned or maybe it was the point of it. And I'm just reading surface level bullshit. Um, The whole saying, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Mm -hmm. He fires up the viewers to say the same thing, like scream it out the windows. And he starts getting this, this kind of cult following. And it kind of turns into like a a strong viewer base for his program to where I I like how (laughs) both, Howard Beale's character and all of his viewers. It's, it's the equivalent, what did they call it, a couple of years, like Facebook, uh, what do they call it, um, Facebook protest or something like that to where um, someone would just make a random post on Facebook or social media saying, oh, this is horrible, and then that's all they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I kind of got those vibes from it or kind of found it funny to where I'm mad as hell and like as he comes in, after he finds out he's getting fired, and he kind of he has this whole monologue pretty much how uh life is bullshit, yeah, to where you're concerned about all these things that really don't matter and and the only way the only time you figure it out that it's all bullshit, it's far too late mm-hmm. and then that kind of goes into his next broadcast to where um he says, oh, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. And then he has everyone else say the same thing. And you think it's going to, like, spark this change of something to where it doesn't. No. Nothing changes. They keep taking it. Howard Beale still works at the same network. Yeah. He just now has a show, and he says the same thing. And um because he goes off about how the media tells you to do things and blah, blah, blah. But they, then they just keep listening. So it's like... um they think that they're changing something or they're a part of something to where they're actually not they're just part of another system that this is just the next stage of an evolution of this of the media system to where yep. um i i just found that funny because it's it's a perfect way that americans typically protest is just getting pissed off about it but then not really doing
1: anything about right. it right getting or pissed saying, off
0: Oh, I hate my life. You're right. I'm going to change it. But then they just keep doing the same shit. Yeah. Either because of laziness or convenience or time or whatever. Um, but that was just something that I uh, kind of got a kick out of watching this um, was just that aspect of it to where um, it it didn't matter what he's like. It, none of it mattered. It's because they just move on to the next thing.
1: Yeah. But the corporations do and people do as well. Mm-hmm. We're just so inundated with stuff now. And even back then, like your attention spans like what, like now the news cycle is like two days, but back then it was probably like, I don't know, a week, two weeks mm-hmm. at most. Like you're the big thing now, but then somebody else is going to kind of come up behind you, be more popular. And then they're, then that's the new thing. And then yeah. that's the new like calamity or the new escalation that we have to worry about.
0: Yeah. I mean, because what you had, uh, I mean, yeah. Cause everything moves so fast. Cause you, I mean, Back in was it, the 70s, when Nixon was president and he resigned because of the whole yeah. Watergate scandal. Now.
1: Does that you, make the news? You just
0: wait. <laughs> I know. Just like wait it just out. Think, like if a scandal comes out, then you just ignore it because right. it's going to be replaced by something else in, exactly. in a matter of time. Yeah.
1: Um, but. I can only think of two stories that have lasted longer than a week, and that was 9 11 and COVID in my lifetime. No. I think that's it. Everything else is like a week at most. Yeah, the Me
0: Too movement, I think. Uh, I mean, yeah. just, just because, I don't know. I mean, that was, yeah, probably about a year was or Was it so. the top
1: story, though? I don't know.
0: No, uh, I don't know, but it just kind of like lingered. Yeah, it lingered. Um, and, but now, I mean, looking back on it, you get, I mean, because that was like 2017, 2018. So right that there. lasted quite a little bit. Um. But, I mean, it lasts like a year, and then it kind of petered out.
1: They got, they <laughs> like, got Harvey.
0: They, uh, but, but, oh, yeah, uh, the Harvey Weinstein thing. So, I mean, mm-hmm. another example to where they use Howard Beale to everyone's benefit, and as soon as no one benefits anymore, then you just kill him. <laughs> Same thing with uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein to where, oh, he's getting me Oscars and his movies win awards. And then, oh. Here comes along a different studio, like A24 or some of these yeah, other independent yeah, yeah. ones that are outshining Miramax. And, oh, as soon, and as soon as he loses a little bit of
1: power, a Do little bit Do we really like him anymore? Yeah. Are, are we
0: done with him? <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, let's throw him in jail. Um, not that I'm defending him or anything. No, no, you yeah, yeah. uh, We all know
1: what you're saying. Um,
0: but it's the same kind of concept to where, I mean, everybody just... And because it, it's so funny to see just that quick turnaround and the hypocrisy to where, Oh, 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 this is, this is horrible, horrible actions. Meanwhile, bitch, you were thanking him for like 10 fucking years. You knew about this. Yeah. You just, you were benefiting from it. It's okay. I mean, it's not okay, but just admit to it and be more human. Um, no, (laughs) no, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, from that aspect, I think this movie, uh, does pretty well, of hey I mean, its time. Yeah, I would say so. And scarily accurate. Uh, hell, Absolutely. even the Saudis buying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought buying of, the. Network. I thought of live and all that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, And um, <laughs> and now even because even I think now they're trying to, I think. I forget what organization is looking into possibly blocking that merger or just seeing if it's actually legal or not because oh, okay. it may create a monopoly or something to that effect or gotcha. whatever. But, but yeah, you have everyone up in arms about, Oh, there's sports golfing and the, and the Saudi money and, Jeez. and everything else. And I was like, but it doesn't like, even because you had the PGA, like people saying, Oh, well, you'll never have to apologize or because we're better than them. And then, as soon as the Saudis say, "Well, how about some a shit ton of money?" They're like, "Oh, okay, yeah." I mean, just the people's morals are so quick, and yeah. I mean, it's as far as the human nature aspect of the story. I think it was, I mean, I think it's just shit that people n- really never addressed um, because it was going on then. It was going on a hundred years from that, before that, and mm-hmm. people are people. I mean, it's um, it's all about money, but. It's a very nihilistic movie. It's not a very uplifting.
1: It's definitely not. Movie. No. No, I wouldn't go see it if you're, you're looking for a nice uplifting good time at the at the movies, but it's very well done. Uh I liked it. Mhm. I'd probably like it more a second time when I if I if I if I watch it again and I I know what it is now and I expect it to be a satire, I I will probably like it more the second time I see it.
0: I will probably wait a while before I watch this. Yeah. Um. Not because I mean, it, it was fine. Yeah. It felt like homework watching this. Yeah. To be honest, and not not to say that it wasn't good. I enjoy. I really enjoyed the acting. Um. But I was interested to see what the hubbub was about. But about halfway through, I was like, all right. And part of it is just the time it was made is. Yeah. More slower pace, which is fine. Um,
1: Did it blow me away?
0: Yeah. No. No. no it didn't blow me away. And. And that's the, uh, I don't know. I guess I didn't gravitate gravitate to it that much, but I think it yeah. also it's. I mean, it's forty five years old or yeah. whatever, forty eight.
1: Yep. I mean, I, mean, I think it's happen. on the list, AFI's list, because yeah, I think this is ahead of its time. It touched mm-hmm. on a topic that probably no movie had at that time at that point. Yeah, and people that were born and lived during that time, it probably stands out um but or yeah
0: watching it growing up maybe sure this, uh, kind of the first um exposure they had to something like this as far as like that kind of concept yeah as far as media ma- manipulation and
1: it's kind of like citizen kane where that movie's revered because of the camera techniques and because of what it meant what it meant for film. film this is i can tell this is a uh, the script is really really I, there probably wasn't a lot of, a lot of scripts like this in the 70s not like that like, this, they have, like you said, the Aaron Sorkin type where people are talking over each other and mm-hmm. just dialogue ban, snappy, snappy, snappy. It's there, there just wasn't a lot of stuff like that in the 70s at least.
0: Yeah. the uh, Robert Duvall. Great. Yep. Felt like he was uh, playing the same character he did in Godfather. Of course. Just a lawyer type. Yep. Kind of. Um, but yeah, thought he was great in it.
1: He's good in everything though. Yeah, he is. Um. But if you if you don't want to watch this movie, just YouTube Ned Beatty's uh, monologue in the mm-hmm. boardroom. That's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie.
0: Yeah, I would say yeah to get the cliff notes of this movie. Yeah, uh, Howard Beale's rant yeah. on television, uh, and then Ned yeah Ned Beatty's monologue, and um, then uh, you could probably just YouTube. Uh, network talking about assassinating, yeah, uh, Howard Beale, and yep. you'd get the gist of more or less most that, of the movie. That
1: seems kind of funny, where Faye's yeah. like, "We should just kill him, right? Like, what are we even talking about this anymore?" It just, like it was like non so nonchalant. Yeah, he's
0: like, "Well, obviously, let's just I, do that's this. what we have
1: to do." Yeah, no big deal.
0: It's like I, I'd like to talk about this movie with somebody who is completely oblivious or doesn't think that they're being manipulated by social media or television shows oh, yeah. or anything else. Um, Absolutely. Just, I mean, just to kind of go down that rabbit hole and have a debate on on the way they think things go or run. Or maybe well, what, did think, what, what do they
1: think? What would they think influences the, the people then?
0: People are intelligent and they do what they want to do. They're always targeting people's emotions. And yep. uh, people are easy to... I think manipulate on that standpoint, but
1: well, of course it does. I mean, if that's the only information that you receive every day, mm-hmm. and like you're a blank slate, like why? Of course it would have influence on you. You'd yeah. be naive not to think it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. But
0: but people, it's interesting though because I mean people are aware of. I th- I think people I think a lot of people they they have to be aware of. It. I mean what was that documentary that uh, the social dilemma? Yeah, I remember that documentary came out and everyone was like, oh my god, did you see that? Oh like it opened up a lot of people's eyes and I was like shit if this catches on I wonder if people are going to nope yeah they're not going to change a fucking thing they're going to go right they back it. because they want their dopamine fix or yeah. whatever and um I mean I guess my social network is Reddit I cruise that now yep. that we have an Instagram account I kind of cruise that cuz there's some funny golf memes yep. or whatever but um so I I get why people like it um but I mean after like you have Uh, People forget about things so easily to where they're exposed to the truth. And that's why, I mean, this movie maybe doesn't hit as hard as probably what it did back then. But even then, it really didn't matter because people kind of forgot about it to where once people are told something, either in this like like the the viewers in this movie or um, people in real life, once they're told something and they're aware of something, it's a big deal for a little bit. Yep, but their animal part of them that just wants the pleasure side fixated, they go back to it. And yep. because it's easier. And um and I guess you could kind of replace money with just instant gratification uh from that standpoint. Yeah.
1: Um and I don't think this movie would hit as hard if it came out today because it's kind of just redundant because at the time I think the public trust in media was like 90% mm-hmm. around there. And then now I think the latest polls are like 15% of people trust the media. Oh well. So if this came out today, it'd be like, well, yeah, duh. Yeah. Like, what do you do? Tell me something I don't know. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> You're not breaking new ground here. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, um, yeah. And I find that interesting that a lot of, a lot of people don't trust the media, but that's that's the only that's way. That's all we get, got. Yeah, that's the only way you get information. And, <laughs> I know. And I would it's kind of scary. Now, I would say there's probably 15% of people that trust most media, uh-huh. but I would say every person trusts some kind of media. Somebody. And, something. Um, well, you would have to. Yeah.
1: Because then you just wouldn't believe in anything. Yep. Um, You're going around digging doomsday dump, uh, bunkers and hey, packing t- canned tuna in there and...
0: Right, I got Tancuna for just, fucking days. <laughs>
1: um, sounds kind of cathartic. Just, just be by myself. Dig yourself in a hole yeah, and kind of slowly bury yourself. Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like uh, one of those immersion <laughs> tanks. Yeah, and uh, or sensory mm. deprivation tanks. Yeah, yeah,
1: just get lost in your own thoughts. Mm-hmm. You're in Nirvana.
0: Fantastic. It'd be like eleven. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. Going to the void. Yep. Um, I, I, oh yeah. Oh, that's it. In Cambridge Analytica and yeah, oh. everyone up upset about Facebook and then Threads comes out which is the new Twitter i guess yeah. and by Meta Meta, Facebook, Instagram, all that shit and gets 100 million followers because they don't want to be on Twitter anymore and because now Twitter's bad because Elon is not popular in some circles so everyone's going to to Threads and I'm like Okay, so, I mean, they're going to have your information regardless, but it's like,
1: like, really? Yeah.
0: I'm waiting for the American, uh, I guess, uh, innovation spirit or something to kind of change that. But it's funny because people just keep going back and doing the same shit. Yeah. Where, oh, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I don't don't trust them. But I'm on Instagram and Threads, owned by the same company.
1: (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and or ah uh, yeah, I don't like no Facebook, but I like VR, and then they got their Oculus. Yep, owned by Facebook. Yep, and I mean it gets to a point you can't
1: escape. it. Well, we're gonna get to the point where it's just one corporation that owns everything, right? Yeah, Zorg. Zorg. Yes. And at that point, who who do you uh, criticize? John
0: Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. Yes. That's who you criticize. <laughs> Jeez. Um. But yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah, I think this would just kind of be like a, yeah, no brainer if a lot of people oh, yeah. like if they showed this in school, I think it would be very eh? Yep. It's an old movie, which yeah. I I think this now I think maybe something like this possibly could be remade. Yeah. Into a different, but I don't know if it would do anything or bring anything to the table that hasn't been said already. I mean, of course you have I mean, you'd have to tell it a, a, like a, I guess a, a unique way, because especially because I think some movies like The Circle with uh, was it Emma Watson, Tom Hanks, Tom and Hanks, that yeah. have something to do with like social media and shit like that. Didn't or, see it. No one did. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, the social dilemma um, to where maybe if they did this and it was just kind of like influencers or social media or they could still do like streaming services or something. I mean, they could still do the propaganda stuff or what have you, maybe like kind of remake it in that, um, yep. Sense, but again, I don't know if it would say anything that hasn't already been said, but I don't know. Social when social dilemma came out and it blew everybody away. I was like, and they were like, Oh, do you know what they do? And I'm like, yeah, you never, you never read the terms of service. I mean another vibe but oh, I, I'm I mean, aware of what's in them. It's 50 pages long, yeah. Yeah, and it's it's like really? You didn't you didn't know this. Like, yep. Um but what else they, would
1: they do though? Their job is to keep eyeballs on screens for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. And what do you do that? Just show things that you're clicking on. Yeah. It's not hard to figure out. Mhm. There's no moral compass yeah. to this. It's just money. Yeah. <laughs> Advertisers stay man. on
0: your platform as long as possible. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's yeah. just it's just fighting for your attention. They're all, they don't have any beliefs or anything. It's just what do the people want to see, or mm-hmm. exact more more. Uh, uh, what's the word? Detailed. That's not the word. Minute. It's not like before where, uh, aver- you could charge an advertiser. Like, hey, you're gonna get a spot on the Super Bowl because that's gonna be the most eyeballs on this show. Mm-hmm. We don't know who's watching, but here are what the ratings are with these social media companies, you know exactly who is watching what mm-hmm. sex, age, location in the country, mm-hmm. where you took a shit the day before, where what you bought on Amazon like yep. it's all on this algorithm, and it's just it's like a it's a drug that's just. Tailored for you, specifically yeah. for you.
0: And not just social media, you get internet service providers. Yeah. So if I'm over at your house and I'm I'm watching Bluey. Yeah. Get ready for a bunch of Bluey merchandise on your shit. Great. And it's not because we talked about it, it's because I was on your Wi Fi and the internet service provider saw that, oh, someone in the house likes Bluey, so Yep. Now you get
1: Bluey. Yep. Now you get it. That's what you get. Yeah. <laughs> you fucking take that great show hey, you yeah. watch it and enjoy it. That is a great show. Um. Yeah. Matt, what do you do you think it deserved to be on the the top one hundred list?
0: I think it's on there for I don't know. There's some pretty good performances. Uh yeah. Um I like how The feel of the movie changes Mm -hmm. like it it feels very 70s like documentary for sure uh stable shots i mean not flashy at all but as the movie progresses and gets more out of whack it gets more flashy more dramatic with the lighting and more manipulative yep as far as how they present actors and or the characters shot movements all that stuff i enjoy that um I think I, I think it's just one of those that made a huge splash at the time. Right now, I don't think it's... The subject matter isn't as risque, I feel, as what it was back then. Sure. Um, mm, what was the rankings? Like, what, two? 222 220? on IMDb. 222 and then 64 on AFI's Best Movies of All Time. I mean, I don't know, and I think I uh, it's fine. I don't even know if it'd be on my 64 movies of all time.
1: No, it wouldn't um, be on mine either.
0: And I think part of that is just, I, I didn't watch it when I was younger. Yep. Um, so it didn't imprint on me as much. I, I wasn't um, shocked when I saw this.
1: You know what it reminds me of? Have you ever seen All the President's Men with Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman?
0: uh bits and pieces I never I never watched the whole thing
1: it's about them exposing the Watergate scandal and I I watched that recently maybe a couple years ago and I remember watching it thinking it's a it's a pretty good like uh thriller but Mm -hmm. like what they were uncovering I'm like what the president's taping conversations breaking into the DNC to get records on people and I'm like it's not is it? That's what every, that's what everyone does. <laughs> this is supposed to be scandalous. Uh, yeah, it kind of loses the loses the tension.
0: Um, yeah, of it because just because you've seen so much other shit. Yeah, and everyone's exposed to so much other so many other things. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it goes back to the public trusting the government fifty years ago yeah, more like, than oh, they trust my now. Word. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, I don't know. I think if I watched it maybe when I was younger, I'd probably look at this a little bit more fondly. Sure. I mean, there's some, a lot of older movies, like a lot of the James Bond movies, I watched when I was younger. So I have that kind of like nostalgia when sure. I watch them. Um, but I mean, th- then there's other movies like Little Big Man that I, should. I guess I was a kid when I watched that too. Um, but there's some movies that I feel like just kind of like hit hard, like Rear Window. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the first time I watched that, I was a freshman in college and I, I remember the first time I watched it and I was sitting on the edge of my seat. That is a perfect example of a movie that ages beautifully. Sure, because it's like you can't really improve on it because it works so well. Um, I can't I bet it hit harder. Maybe even still back then, but the editing techniques, the acting, the that's story, great. the pacing, everything just it slaps, as the kids slaps. would say five years ago. Um, They don't
1: say it anymore. No. What do they say now? I don't fucking know. I don't. You don't care? Uh, well, uh, well, five years from now, we're going to get our kids to, they're going to have their vernacular. That that'll yeah. be the. Oh, I can't wait for that. That'll be like the cool thing to say. Yeah. I'll just be like, that's fucking stupid.
0: Oh, you're just not cool. I'm like, maybe, but that's fucking stupid. All right. <laughs> Um, oh dad yeah the but I but so it didn't strike me as that to where um, but there's still some older movies that I'll see like even outside of being a kid that I was like oh that yeah pretty fucking good 12 Angry Men yeah I'll have to look at it you'd like it see if it would be one of those you would like it for sure it's Um, very good
1: but yeah well anything else on network nope if you haven't seen it I'd still recommend give it a give it a shot yeah pretty good it's not i mean it's not a waste of time by any means no uh i
0: think yeah the performance is great and if you're a ned Beatty fan
1: yeah oh yeah (laughs) it's very good
0: kills it he does um all righty well uh join us next time as we talk about another hidden gem the 1991 action thriller toy soldiers uh, right now, as of this recording, you can rent it on Amazon Prime, Apple TV, YouTube, Google Play, or stream free on Crackle. Um, but as always, uh, stay away from social media and media, media, media manipulation unless you go to YouTube and uh, Instagram to like our shit and rate us. But thank you for listening. com if you want all that good stuff. Until uh, next time,
1: Matt. Till next time, Jay.